Let's begin to magnify his holy name. Thank him from the depth of your heart. Give him all the glory. Give him all the honor. Give him all the adoration. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. From the depth of your heart, return all the glory unto him. Return all the honor unto him. For his provisions. Bless his holy name. Thank him for who he is. Walabana maskwa tebolo bodo brekina makwa legede brehina matwa. Bless him from the depth of your heart. Hallelujah. Rise the reigning king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Forever you remain the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of us are glad to be in God's presence? Praise the Lord. It is my earnest prayer that the Lord Almighty will visit each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. It is a month of divine destiny and by the special grace of God we started the destiny series ever since this month began. And by the grace of God, we look at the meaning of destiny. We look at the two kinds of destiny. And we look at some of the major hindrances. Some of the things that affect our destiny. And this morning, by the special grace of God, we'll be rounding up what we started last Sunday on Wednesday. How do I fulfill my destiny? Part 2. Praise the Lord. How do I fulfill my destiny? Part 2. Praise the Lord. On the first series, we said after discovering your purpose, after discovering your purpose, I said you must be convinced about it. Then, not only convinced about it, you must believe it. Believing it has to do with accepting it. Accepting it as your faith. Accepting it as your destiny. Praise the Lord. Then I said to us, don't only believe in it, confess it to the world. Let everybody know that this is my destiny. Before I get down to Elori, I ensure I inform everybody around me that Elori is the place. Praise the Lord. So I said you must confess it because whatsoever we confess in this kingdom is what we experience. Hallelujah. And I said our confession has power to influence our destiny. And I said to us, so many people have made negative confession that has affected their life, that has affected their destiny. Praise the Lord. And I said, number five, that always be obedient to the leading of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Whatsoever the Spirit of God asks you to do, ensure you do it. And number six, I discuss about understanding, understanding of what to do part time. Bible says, true wisdom is a house built, but by understanding it is Establish. And number seven, I discuss the power of preparation. The fact that God has ordained you to be at the top doesn't mean that you should run or look for every shortcut to get there. And I said to us that shortcut is the 
longest route to success. Praise the Lord. It is the longest route to success. It is the roughest route to success. If there is any word like that, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I also said to us, preparation is about gathering knowledge, developing capacity. I said it took Jesus about 30 years to start up his ministry. Hallelujah. And I said, preparation is about knowing your place. It's about knowing the time of your commencement. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The number eight. I said, always ask the Lord for the grace to fulfill that destiny. We need grace. We need grace to fulfill our divine destiny. Where God is taking us to, each and every one of us lacks the capacity to get there. This is why we must earnestly pray for grace. We must earnestly covet grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord will grant us grace in the mighty name of Jesus. And I believe during the teaching I said to you, do not take counsel from people who have nothing to lose, even when you fail. Hallelujah. People you must take counsel from are people you know that when you fail, they have several things to lose. Hallelujah. But people who have nothing to lose, I'm telling you, some of the counsel that they will give to you are evil counsel. Because they are not wishing you well. They are not praying for you to get to your destination. And I also said to us about the power of relationship. I said, no man can fulfill destiny without relationship. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Each and every one of us must work on our relationship skills. We must work on ourselves on how we can relate effectively if truly we want to fulfill our divine destiny. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And we'll be continuing today by the special grace of God. We'll be looking at the power of focus. Number nine, the power of focus. Hallelujah. I said, men who are easily distracted, men who are easily distracted can never get to their destination in life. Hallelujah. Men who are easily distracted can never get to their destination in life. You must make it a priority to maintain focus on the area of your destiny. Hallelujah. Because one thing the devil does constantly is that he carry out the ministry of enticement. The purpose why the devil always sends people to come and entice you is so as he can distract you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That is the purpose of enticement. Enticement is to distract you from the race. Is to get your attention. Now, whosoever controls your attention have a say pertaining your destination. This is why you must learn. You must know who you give your attention to. Not everyone deserves your attention in life. Not that not everything deserves your attention in life. So many years ago, I made it compulsory. I'm not looking television again. You hardly see me sit down to watch season film to waste my life. Praise the Lord. Is a distraction to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So not everything requires your word. Attention. So many of us can sit down to watch season 1, season 2, season 3. Season 4, season 5. You have your life to waste. Because time is very, very precious. You lose 20 hours today. It will be difficult for you to recover that 20 hours. In the whole history of your life. Praise the Lord. This is why what you do with your time really counts. What you do with your time really matters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not everyone desires your word. Attention. Not everyone desires your word. Your time. Not everyone desires your focus. God will help us mightily in Jesus' name. God will help us mightily in Jesus' name. So you see, the devil always seeks for avenue to entice us. So as, so as to get us attracted. And once... He is able to get your attention. I said he can influence your destination. Praise the Lord. We'll be looking at so many people in the Bible. I'll look at how they couldn't get to their destination because of... They couldn't maintain focus to the area of their destiny. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at Second Kings 
2 verse 1 to 15. 2 Kings. 2 Kings. Are we there? 2. Now let's take from verse 1 to 15 all together. And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a wild way. That Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Then Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives, as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he went down to Bethel. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you not know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today and he said yes I know keep silent then Elijah said to him Elijah stay here please for the Lord has sent me on to Jericho but he said as the Lord leaves as your soul leaves I will not leave you so they came to Jericho now the sons of the prophet who were at Jericho came to Elisha and said to him do you not know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today so he answered yes I know keep what silence how many sons of prophet is he keeping silent now the ones at where Bethel the ones at what Jericho. Why? Because they were a form of distraction to where he's, where, where, where he's going. Praise the Lord. They were a form of what? Distraction. Hallelujah. 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 Even his master was trying to distract him. He was trying to know if Elisha truly knows what he desires. And if he truly he can pay the price for what he desires. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's continue. 6. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here please. For the Lord has sent me on to the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophet went and stood facing them at a distance. While the two of them stood by the Jordan. Now Elijah Now Elijah took his mantle And rolled it up And struck the water And it was divided This way And that so That the two of them Crossed over on dry ground And so it was When they had crossed over That Elijah said to Elisha Ask What may I do for you before I am taken away from you, Elisha said, Please, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, You have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. 11. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that sudden, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a wide wind into heaven. And Elijah saw it. And he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more. And he took all of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces it also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said where is the God of Elijah and when he also had struck the water it was divided this way and that and Elisha crossed over. Now when the sons of the prophets who were from Jordan saw him, 
they said the spirit of Elijah rest upon Elisha and they came to meet him and bow to the ground before him. Praise the Lord. So you see, Elisha truly know what he desired. The sons of the prophet were trying to distract him from the place of destiny. Praise the Lord. They were trying to distract him, but he maintains focus. He knows what he desired. And he ensured he put his attention, even the master. The master was trying to distract him. Stay here. Stay here. He said, no, as the Lord lives, where you go, I will go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because you can never get to your destination in life. You can never get to your destination. You can never get to where God is taking you without the power of focus. Hallelujah. 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 What did he say to them? Keep silent. There are so many voices that you ought to silence. Otherwise you will be distracted in your journey to life. In your journey to destiny. I said not everybody can speak to you. Not everybody can speak to you. So many voices you have to silence them. Consciously. Because if you don't, they will affect your destination. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He knows what he desires. And he ensures that no one distracts him for what he truly desires. I want us to look at Gehazi. 2 Kings chapter 5. Let's take 20 to 25. 2 Kings. Are we there? Now let's read together 20 to 25. 20 to 25. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, Look, my master has speared Naaman, this Syrian, while not receiving from his hand what he brought. But as the Lord lives, I will run after him and take something from him. So Gehazi pursued Naaman. When Naaman saw him running after him, he got down from the chariot to meet him and said, Is it all well? And he said, All is well. My master has sent me, saying, Indeed, just now two young men of the sons of the prophets have come to me from the mountains of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of garment. So Naaman said, Please take two talents. And he hurt him and bound two talents of silver in two bags with two charges of changes of garments and handed them to two of his servants and they carried them on ahead of him. When he came to the citadel, he took them from their hand and stored them away in the house. Then he let the men go and they departed. Now he went in and stood before his master, Elisha. Master, Elisha said to him, where did you go, Gehazi? And he said, Your servant did not go anywhere. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now let's look at what happened. Then he said to him, Did not my heart, that is my spirit, go with you when the man turned back from his chariot to meet you? Is it time to receive money and to receive clothing, olive groves, and vineyard, sheep, and oxen, male and female servant. Therefore, the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. And he went out from his presence, leprous, as white as snow. You see, the man called Elijah, sorry, Elisha, knew what he desired and he followed his master until he got what he desired. He was able to silence all the distractions that are trying to distract him from getting to his destination. But look at the man called Gehazi. Gehazi because of money, because of his appetite for the things of the world, he was distracted. Praise the Lord. And his master was telling him, is it oxes? All these things, all these things will be given unto you. Hallelujah. 
If only he was able to serve, if only he was able to follow and collect the mantle that is upon his master, all these things would be given unto him. But he was impatient. He was impatient for his time. This is why so many people, so many people end their life halfway because they are never patient for their time. They are just so desperate. And this is why they are distracted. See, let me tell you, if you are not patient for your time, if you are not patient for destiny, you can never get to where God is taking you to. Hallelujah. Impatient is the major reason why so many people are distracted in life. Impatient. Love for material things. Love for the things of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, what, what will it profit a man if he gain the whole world and loses soul? What will it profit you? What will it profit you if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? Somebody said, I've waited upon the Lord. I've waited upon the Lord for the Lord to bless me. Since the Lord did not bless me, I went to the devil and the devil gave me. He said, do not fear the one that can destroy your body. But fear the one that can destroy both your spirit and your soul. Where? In hell. Hallelujah. God will help us mightily in Jesus' name. See, if you must get to the place where God is taking you to, you must choose not to be distracted. I remember when we started this ministry, there are distractions everywhere. So many people were crisis everywhere. So many people were even fighting us. So it's as though we never heard from God. Praise the Lord. It's as though we never heard from God. All those things are voice of distraction. At time we'll be fellowshipping, they will come around to tell us that we are disturbing. But we know where we are going. And where we are now is not where God is taking us to. Where we are going is quite very, very far. But it requires focus for we to get there. Yesterday we were talking, we said so many people we started this ministry together. Right now, where are they? They are nowhere to be found. 20 years later, 10 years from now, they'll be the one to be criticizing. Oh, we started with them. Don't mind them. They lose focus. Oedipo said when they started, so many, so many of his friends ridiculed him. But look at where he is today. Why? Focus. Focus. You must know where God is taking you to. And you must be willing to pay the price to get there. Silence every voice of distraction. Hallelujah. God will help us mightily in Jesus' name. Now let's look at the story of Balaam. Look at the story of Balaam. But before then, I want us to look at Peter's story. John 21, verse 15 to 19. John 21. Are we there? Now let's read 15 to 19 all together. All together, please. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lamb. He said to him again, a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. 18. Most surely I say to you, When you were young, you guided yourself and walked where you wish. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will guide you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spake, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he has spoken this, he said to him, follow me. Praise the Lord. Remember, every one of us knows that when Jesus was ascending, he actually handed over his ministry to the man called Peter. Praise the Lord. He handed over his three years old ministry to the man called what? Peter. For Peter to continue. Peter was the head of all the apostles. He was the head of all his disciples. But when Jesus this is about the third appearance of Jesus or the fourth appearance I guess the third appearance before he ascended to heaven. Praise the Lord. When Jesus resurrected when he appeared, he realized that these same people that he has 
Peter that you that I have handed over my ministry to. And I came to check for you. I realized that you, are, you have gone back to your former occupation. Praise the Lord. Peter went back. He led all the, all the other apostles and took them to fishing. And when Jesus appeared, Jesus said, Do you love me more than this? He said, Do you love me more than these things? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why? He was what? Distracted. He was distracted by the things of the world. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He was distracted. And he said, Do you love me more than these things? So many of us said, Jesus has been telling you, the Holy Spirit has been telling you, Do you love me more than money? Do you love me more than fame? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Do you love me more than the things of the world? He's telling you, do you love me more than what? These things. He said to Peter three good times and he was angry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is beckoning on us. He's talking to us. Do you love me more than what? These things. Because if your love for God, if your love for God is not stronger than the, these basic elements of the world, I'm telling you, you can never get to where God is taking you to. You can never get to where God is taking you to. You can never even begin your destiny to, uh, to. You can never begin your journey to destiny. Because the beginning is always the difficult moment. It's always the uh, difficult stage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You that you are used to money. You are used to several hundreds of thousands. All of a sudden you now started a ministry. With a very low income. As your monthly salary. How can you cope? Praise the Lord. How can you cope? But he said, do you love me more than what? These things. Your love for him must be above all these things. These things are the things of the world. The things of the world. Time will come. Praise the Lord. Time will come where the Lord will bless you more than what? These things. But your attention must not be put on those things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I give God all the glory because I was never distracted. I was never distracted and I will never be distracted. And there is nothing any of my mates can do today that we can't do. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There is nothing any of my mates, there is no amount you can tell me you are collecting that we can't do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But when we started, it was not so. It was really a difficult decision. It was really a turbulent decision. And in the month of... uh, August precisely, we increase our staff so that we increase our capacity. Hallelujah. 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 God is taking us somewhere. Where it takes focus to get there. Hallelujah. 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 Second Peter 2, 15 to 16. Second Peter 2, 15 to 16. Are we there? Now let's read together. Second Peter 2, 15 to 16. I read. They are forsaking the right way and gone astray, following the way of Bala, the son of Bio, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. But he was rebuked for his iniquity, a dumb donkey, speaking with a man's voice, restrain the madness of the prophets. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He said they have gone astray. They have followed the way of Balaam. Who was Balaam? Balaam was a prophet in the land of Israel. He was a major prophet in the land of Israel. Hallelujah. Then there was one Balak. Who was Balak? The priest of Baal. Who went, he wanted waging war with the children of Israel, but whenever he tried, he always, he always carried out what is known as enchantment. Praise the Lord. Evil proclamation. And whenever he's chanting, he realized that this is enchantment couldn't work because of the blessing that the Lord has blessed the children of Israel. And he consulted his God. How do I go about this warfare with the children of Israel? Because they want to lay an ambush. Praise the Lord. They want to lay an ambush to the children of Israel. How do I go about with this warfare? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he said, no, go and consult that major prophet called Bala. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
We'll read it. And Balaam was enticed by the things of the world. He took Balaam the first time. Balaam said, I can't curse those whom God has blessed. But what resulted? He yielded to what? The first prophet. He yielded to the decision. The dictate of what? The first prophet. This is why Second Peter is giving us. Uh, using him as a negative word. Reference. That you people have followed what? The ways of who? Of Balaam. You have followed the ways of who? Of Balaam. Hallelujah. God will help us mightily in Jesus' name. Now let's read together. Nehemiah 13 verse 2. Nehemiah 13 verse 2. Are we there? Please if you are there you can read. Nehemiah. Are we there? Are we there? Nehemiah 13 verse 2, please. If you are there. 2, 13 verse 2. Because they have not met the children of Israel with bread and water. But Ayadu. The Ayadu. Balaam. Alright. Against them. To curse them. However, who turned the curse into a blessing? Who did they hire? The pastor. Me, I am the pastor of this church. Praise the Lord. The devil is trying all he could to get a hold of my members. He couldn't. However, somebody, an enchanter now came and what? Hired me. That those are your people that you are protecting. I want you to what? Curse them. This is what Balaam did. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's look at Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 23 verse 5. Deuteronomy 23. Alright. Well there, let's read together. Deuteronomy 23 verse 5. Nevertheless, the Lord your God would not listen to Balaam. But the Lord your God turned the curses into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves who loves you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now let's take Numbers 24 verse 1 to 2. But if you want to follow the detail of the story, you can read Numbers 22, Numbers 23 and Numbers 24. But for today, let's just look at Numbers 24 from verse 1 to 2. Numbers. Are we there? Are we there? Now let's take 24, 1 to 2. 1 to 2, 24, 1 to 2. Are we there? Alright, let's read together. Now when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he did not go as at other times to seek to use what? Sorcery. Imagine, to seek to use what? Sorcery. Alright, let's continue. But he sent, he set his face toward the wilderness and Balaam raised his eyes and saw Israel encamp according to their tribes. And the Spirit of God came over sorry, came upon him. Praise the Lord. A major prophet is trying to use what? Sorcery. Sorcery. Why? Because he was enticed. Hallelujah. Because he was what? Enticed. He was enticed. If a major prophet can be deceived, he can be enticed. I'm telling you, you yourself can be enticed. Each and every one of us can be what? Enticed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will help us mightily in Jesus' name. Before we proceed, I want us to pray. Lord, I come against every enticing spirit. Turn it into a prayer. Lord, I come against every enticing spirit trying to cause me to err from the path of destiny. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. That Lord, I come against every enticing spirit trying to cause me to err from the path of destiny. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. That Father, I come against. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lord, I come against every enticing spirit trying to cause me to err 
from the path of destiny. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I come against every enticing spirit. Every enticing spirit. Every enticing spirit. Every enticing spirit. Lord, I come against every enticing spirit, every enticing spirit, trying to cause me to err on the path of destiny. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name we pray. Number 10, commitment commitment. One of the key to growth, increase, progress, productivity on the path of destiny is commitment. Praise the Lord. I said one of the keys to growth, increase, progress, and productivity on the path of destiny is what? Commitment. Proverbs 22-29. He said, See a man diligent in his business, he shall be brought before kings, and not what? Mere men. See yet a man committed to his business. See yet a man hard working. See yet a man committed to his business. He said he shall be brought to kings and not mere men. Hallelujah. So many of us pray. So many of us fast. But we are not committed to our destiny. We are not committed to our ministry. This is why our ministry has not been growing. Hallelujah. 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 Have you been committed to the cause of your destiny? Have you been committed to the cause of your destiny? Amen. I said the key to our success in life and destiny is our commitment to the system. That is habits, practices, principles that guarantees our success. This is one of the keys. One of the keys to success is that you must be committed to those to your to the system. You must be committed to those keys. You must be committed to those principles that guarantees your what success. I said, what guarantees success of any organization? What guarantees the success of any organization is systems. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Is your commitment to the system. That is what guarantees what? Success. Hallelujah. 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 For example, the church system, if you are not committed to tithing, if you are not committed to praying, if you are not committed to giving, there is no way that church will progress. Hallelujah. In the family system, if you are not committed to the marriage itself, there is no way that marriage will ever yield, will ever yield to what? Success. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So what guarantees you success is your commitment to what? The systems. Principles that go- go- guarantees your success. Some months ago, I called it spiritual tradition. Your commitment to your spiritual tradition. What are your spiritual traditions? Prayer. Worship. Studying of the world. Meditation. Praise the Lord. But when it comes to destiny, we can't call it spiritual tradition. Praise the Lord. So your commitment to what? System. Are you committed to your growth? If you said you'll be reading one book every month, are you committed to it? If you said you'll be reading two books every month, are you committed to it? If you say you'll be praying uh, one hour every day, are you committed to it? If you say you'll be fasting maybe twice every week, are we committed to it? Commitment. Commitment. You can never get to your destiny without your what? commitment. Hallelujah. See, there is nothing in life that you are committed to and God blessing it that will never grow, that will never progress. Where we are today is as a result of our personal commitment to it. So many of us when this month began, sorry, when this year began, so many so many of us here gave our first fruit because of where we are going. Praise the Lord. So many virtually here, some in several thousand Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So it's the commitment to what? The system that matters. Are you committed? Are you committed? Hallelujah. As a music minister, if you are not committed to constant practicing, constant voice training, there is no way you can grow. There is no way you can advance. If you are not committed to meditation on the world, there is no way you can because it is what you have that you give. This is why so many people sing, but the song is not heavy. It doesn't carry his presence. Why? Because they don't have anything inside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What you give out as a musician is the word of God that is resting in your spirit. God will help us mightily in Jesus' name. 
God will help us mightily in Jesus' name. So are we committed to the system that guarantees our progress? Are we committed to our destiny? Are we committed to the course of our destiny? If we are not committed, then our journey is quite very far. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number 11, as we begin to round up, endurance. What did I call it? What did I call it? Now in endurance, there are two words. There are two syllables. I want to use intelligence. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In endurance, there are two words. Syllable. One, end. Two, race. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I said the one is what? End. End the race. Praise the Lord. So endurance is from the word. Let me define it now for you. Praise the Lord. Uh, you didn't know that endurance is end the race. Run now. That word run. Run. Race. Praise the Lord. End the race. That is endurance. Now let me define endurance. Endurance means the ability to end the race of destiny. Regardless of persecution, criticism, discouragement, and suffering. What is endurance? The ability to what? End the race of destiny. Regardless of what? Persecution, criticism, discouragement, and what? Suffering. Hallelujah. So you see, the word endurance is, uh, according to my own definition, end what? The race. So it's your ability to what? End the race. Regardless of what? Persecution, criticism, discouragement, suffering, whatsoever. It's that your ability to end the race of destiny. Regardless of all those opposition. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Any man that gives up in life lacks that ability, lacks endurance, lacks that capacity to endure, to end the race. If they say you couldn't endure, meaning you couldn't complete the race, that is what they are telling you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. I never knew... The prayer group will be using that scripture today. Hebrews 12. Let's look at verse 2. Verse 2. Are we there? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's read Hebrews 12. If you are with your Bible, let's read verse 2 together. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now let's look at the part, the latter part. He said what? Who for the joy that was set before him. What? Endure. Endured what? The cross. What? Despising the shame. And has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Meaning Jesus. Despised the shame. Despised the persecution. Despised the criticism. He was able to what? Endure the race. He was able to end the race. Why? Because of the glory that was set before him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now let's take verse uh, 16 of same verse. 16. 16. Hallelujah. Are we there? 16 please. Twelve, sixteen. Alright, let's read together. Lest there be any fornication or profane person like Esau for one morsel of food sold his what? But right. He couldn't end the race. Praise the Lord. He couldn't what? End the race. Because of one morsel of food, he couldn't endure. He couldn't endure hung, uh, uh, hunger. So many of us, you are fasting. Lord Jesus, I'm going to fast till 12. I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to fast till 6. And that day you decided to fast. You woke up with hungry. Serious, you know, at times, when you overeat for the sake of fasting, you wake up with hungry. It is natural. Praise the Lord. And you wake up with a very strange hunger. And you pray in tongues, thinking maybe the thing will disappear. Ten is as though the what? The hunger was. They, they multiply the hunger times two. By twelve. Ah! I don't think I can continue. Please. Where is the nearest? Ah, go and get me Indomie. Let's, let me let me break. Even if others are not willing to break now, let me break mine now. Why? You can't what? End what? The race. Meaning you lack what? Endurance. Hallelujah. 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 And the truth is that the truth is that you can never get to your destination in life if you lack that ability to endure. 
you can never get to your destination. It's not a cause. It is not. It is sure. It is certain. You can never get to where God is taking you to in life if you can't what? Endure. Hallelujah. 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 Before we proceed to the last one, I want us to pray, Lord, grant me the grace to be able to endure. Grant me the grace. Grant me the grace, Lord. Grant me the grace to be able to endure. Lord, grant me the grace. Grant me the grace. Grant me the grace. Grant me the grace, Lord, to be able to endure. To be able to endure. Lord, grant me the grace. Lord, grant me the grace. Lord grant me the grace 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 to be able to end the race Lord grant me the grace to be able to end the race Grant me the grace to be able to end the race Lord, grant me the grace to be able to end the race. Makwa legina, makwa tegolos koprehina, makwa legedes kwa palabadena. Ragados kwa palagadabrehina, makwa tegedebra halaba. Lord, grant me the grace to be able to end the race of life. Grant me the grace to be able to end the race of my destiny. Lord, grant me the grace. Grant me the grace. He said, it's not he that run it, nor he that will it. Okay, it's not he that will it, nor he that run it, but it's of him that God has shown mercy. Ask the Lord for mercy. Ask the Lord for grace to be able to endure. Ask the Lord for the grace to be able to end the race. So many people have a glorious destiny. They have a glorious destiny. But because they couldn't endure, they couldn't get to the place of their destination. Lord, the grace. Lord, the grace. Lord, the grace. The grace to end the race. In Jesus' name we pray. You see, the disciples of Jesus were quite very many. They were quite very many. But he got to a time when they went to him. And they asked him to give us. They said, give us bread. Master, give us bread. And Jesus said to them, your fathers that had man as in the wilderness. He said, where are they? I love that man, Jesus. He knows the right word at the right time. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says, so many of them departed. Why? They were following him because of the bread they would get. And he said to his other disciples, will you also leave me? And they said, where are we going, Lord? For you have the words of eternal life. You have the words of what? Eternal life. That is the intent of that song. Where will I go? 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 From you. From Hallelujah. Lastly, as we round up, as we round up the last points, number 13. Hallelujah. Alright, number 12. As we round up, disregard any thought, disregard any thought, person, or things that continually remind you of your past. I said, disregard what? Any thought, what? person or things that continually remind you of your past. Do you know why so many people are always discouraged in their course of destiny? Do you know why? Do you know why? Because of their past. Oh, the devil always used our past against us. That one is certain. The Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. Hallelujah. The devil always uses your past to tell you, you, you think you can serve God now. You this sinner. You this this. You this that. 
you this womanizer, you this smoker, you this this, you this that. That is the work of the devil. The Bible calls him what? The accuser of what? The brethren. And do you know why so many people are into addiction? They are finding it difficult to break away from habit and addiction. Why? They are past. I remember then when I was addicted. And one faithful day I was beaten in the bathroom. And the Lord said to me, the Holy Spirit said to me, He said, you are not your past. So I said, wow, I'm not my past. Because what the devil always brings, for we to go back to our negative habits, our character, addictions, masturbations, all these things, is your past knowledge, your past memory. Praise the Lord. And whenever the devil brings that past memory to remind you of what, who you are in the past, you are supposed to tell the devil, I'm not my past. Praise the Lord. I'm not my past. That word liberated me. Not even prayer could liberate me. But that word, what? Liberated me. So I went to search in the scripture and I saw it in Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Ever since then, that scripture grew to my memory. It said, Whosoever is in Christ is what? A new creation. Is a new creation. A new species. He said, All things are what? Passed away. He said, Behold, all things are new. You know, so many people have calling upon their life. God actually called them into the ministry. But because of their past, the devil always tell them, You carrying Bible as a pastor. Better don't know, allow people to love you because you know that this is not your destiny. Why? They are past. They are past. Praise the Lord. The devil always try to use your past to fight you. The devil always try to use who you are in the future in order to keep you under perpetual bondage, in order to keep you under his realm of oppression. But you must always tell him that, Devil, I am not what? My past. Hallelujah. You see, in this kingdom, when God forgives you, it totally clean you as white as snow. Praise the Lord. But in the system of the world, they don't know forgiveness. Hallelujah. The system of the world do not know, they do not know forgiveness. I was reading early hours of this morning and I realized somebody who committed a crime several years ago, about close to three decades, will be hanged today or tomorrow. Hallelujah. Something that he has committed how many years ago? Close to 30 years. The people of the world do not know forgiveness. Sometimes ago, they came with the issue that Patton Hugo committed a sin close to 20 years ago. For 20 years, you didn't open up your mouth that this is what this man has done. So 20 years later, <laughs> praise the Lord. And there are so many pastors that we are financing. They are in support. And I said to somebody, a lady we were discussing together, I said, if God should hold you of the sins you committed, last year. Not, let's not put 20 years ago. 20 years, about two decades. If the Lord should hold you of the sins you committed last year, will you make heaven? No, let's now reduce it to the sins you committed last month. Will you make heaven? You see, I don't know the people of the world. This is why the people of the world, the way they think is totally different. This is why it's difficult for the people of the world to forgive you. You offend a man. He said, what you did to me, you think I will ever forgive you? over my dead body. You know that this one is not born again. Praise the Lord. You know that this one is not born again. He said, whosoever is in Christ is what? A new creation. So you sinned yesterday and you appeared before him today. If you repented of that sin, that sin yesterday, you appeared to him today. And the devil is telling you that, look at what you did. That's the voice of the devil. That's not the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says we have not received what? The spirit of what? Condemnation. It's not the spirit of condemnation. The Holy Spirit does not condemn you. The Holy Spirit only shows you the way. Because His intent is to teach you the way. This is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you sin, what the Holy Spirit does is that He try all His possible best to ensure He causes you to repent. Hallelujah. He ensure He causes you to what? Repent and ask the Lord for what? He said if we confess our sin, He said He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from what? all unrighteousness. He said, see, if you say you have no sin, you are a liar and you are deceiving yourself. He said, but how be it if you confess that sin is what? Faithful and able to what? Forgive us our sins. So whosoever come to remind you of your past, silent his voice. Silence that thought. Otherwise you will be kept under perpetual bondage. I'm telling you, you will be kept under perpetual bondage. The devil will keep oppressing you. Using the corporate image of your past to, to oppress you. Hallelujah. This is why so many people say, let me just enjoy it. Since God cannot accept me. Who told you that God cannot accept you? Somebody said to me, I shared it with us. He 
He said, I've been lying, 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 lying for my sister for the past three years now. He said, will she ever forgive me? Or will God ever forgive me? I said, God will forgive you, but I don't know about your sister. And it is the forgiveness of God that really matters. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is what? The forgiveness of God that really what? Matters. So whenever the devil tries to come to accuse you, tell him what? I am not what? My past. Why? Because when you are born again, it is a new spirit. Your spirit is regenerated. Praise the Lord. The word regenerated, it is renewed. It is not uh, 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 recyclement. Do you know recyclement? An old phone now. They will now go and recycle it to a new one. Or old nylon bag, they can recycle it to a new one. Or ions that are not good, they can recycle it to what? A new one. But what the Holy Spirit does in our spirit is not recyclement. What it does in our spirit is renewal. It's a new spirit. He said, whosoever is in Christ. He said what? A what? A new cre- creation. Some scripture said a new creature. Meaning, your spirit now, my spirit now that I'm born again, is different from what my spirit used to be before I was what? Born again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what the Bible says, as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. Hallelujah. Now let's look at John 8, 10 to 11. John 8, 10 to 11. Are we there? John 8, 10 to 11. Then we'll still read the same John. Then we'll rise up and pray. Are we there? John 8. Now let's read together. 10 to 11. John 8, 10 to 11. When Jesus has raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I what? Condemn you. Go and what? Sin no more. I believe we know the story. The woman that was caught in the act of what? Idolatry. Then the accusers came and they brought him to Jesus. Thinking that what will Jesus say? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And Jesus said to them, If you know you have no sin, be the first to cast what? The stone upon her. And within a few minutes, all of them disappeared. And Jesus said to the woman, Did anyone condemn you? She said, No. He said, Neither do all. I what? Condemn you. Hallelujah. So Jesus or the Holy Spirit is not in the business of condemnation. Hallelujah. Now let's look at the popular story John 4 39 to 40 John 4 39 to 40 how the Lord Jesus met and harlot and that harlot actually became an evangelist. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says so many people believe in the and the prophecies in the words of Jesus because of her testimony. She was an alert when the Lord Jesus met him. But she became what? An evangelist. So do not allow your past to tie you down for fulfilling your destiny. This is why the Bible says, cast down every thought and imagination that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of the Lord. Because you are not what? Your past. Hallelujah. Say to yourself, I'm not my past. Tell the devil, devil, I'm not my past. I'm not my past. Now let's take 39 to 40 all together. And many of the Samaritans of the city believe in him because of the word of the woman who testified. Who was the woman that was testifying? Eh? The woman, the Samaritan woman he met at the well was having about how many? Five husbands. Praise the Lord. Now let's continue. He told me all that I ever did. Now, so when the Samaritans has come to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. This was uh, somebody who was, and uh, uh, let me—is it an alert? I will call her or an idolater. She's into the business of idolatry, having about five different husbands. Praise the Lord. But when Jesus met her, Jesus never condemned her. And she became an evangelist at that instant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
she became what? An evangelist at that what? Instant. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. Someone's knocking at the door. Yeah, you hear him knocking. Yeah, you hear him knocking. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is at the door. Hallelujah. If you know you want to give your life to Christ, wherever you are, let all eyes be closed. Just lift up your hands. If you know you want to give your life to Christ, lift up your hands. Or you want to rededicate your life to Him, lift up your hands. Praise the Lord. Is there anybody in our midst? You want to give your life to Christ or you want to rededicate your life to God? You are tired of the way you are living your life and you want the Lord to help you? Do you have any here? Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. And if we don't have any, begin to bless the name of the Lord. Give Him all the glory. Give Him all the honor. Bless His holy name. Bless his holy name. Worship him from the depth of your heart. Return all the glory unto him. Magnify his holy name. Magnify his holy name. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Celebrate Jesus for that wonderful message. Celebrate Jesus.